This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Steve Reynolds in Spain. And in full shadow mode, it's Emilio Dinello, who's just on audio. He is returning back from the match. The nil-nil draw for Fulham at Stanford Bridge. Emilio was there. He's going to share us his thoughts. Guys, I'm calling the show Cottage Talk full-time. Fulham got a well-deserved point at Stanford Bridge. Emilio, you were there. Give me your opening thoughts. Do you agree with me? Hey, Russ. Hi, Steve. Absolutely. You know, there's only one team in Fulham. There's only one team in Fulham. At £500 million, and that's the best Chelsea can offer. They were pathetic, <laughs> and we were superb. We were absolutely superb. You know, great team performance. Absolutely. On another day, we could have even dreamed we actually get that victory. Towards the end, I thought that free kick, a few minutes yep. before the end, I thought, yep. you know what, get a good delivery, good bounce. You know, you never know. You can dream. But look, the, the, team, the performance from the team was superb. We deserved that, that draw, that Absolutely. point. Chelsea were guilty of missing some chances, admittedly. But look, the performance end-to-end was superb. You know, at the end of the day, I can't fault the guys. You know, one substitute of theirs comes on. And that's worth more than our entire squad. <laughs> 500 million pounds. And that's yeah. the best Chelsea are getting. Absolute nope. shocking. I'm, I'm okay. avoiding swearing here, to be honest. But look, I've lost my voice. I'm very excited. Four points from these, these crappy neighbours of ours. Look, we've got every reason to celebrate, right? Absolutely. Uh, Steve, yeah. over to you. You and I talked about this before the match. You and I both said to ourselves, we both predicted 2-0 to Chelsea. So I think we're both happy that we're wrong here. But here's the thing. As Emilio said, they spent all this money. And Fulham, I thought at times, outplayed, outhustled, did everything to frustrate Chelsea with all that money. I thought Fulham deserved the point and, dare I say, could have gotten more and could have gotten your dream of winning both matches in the season against <laughs> Chelsea. It didn't happen, Steve, but what are you yeah. thinking about right now? I think um, well, I think all of us went for give or take about a 2-0. I yeah. think we were more than surprised. I think 
as the first 25 minutes went on, I, I sat back and I thought, hang on, we can do something here. Yeah. Um, mm. And I was starting to sit down and thinking, right, um, um, I'll let the Metropolitan Police go by. I thought the, the setup, the way we played, I thought was absolutely spot on. And I mean, no, dis no disrespect to uh, yourself, Russ, or whatever, but you know, money doesn't come into it. At the end of the day, it's eleven men against eleven men. Right. Um, and I think our setup, which was very similar to Spurs, very mm -hmm. very similar to Spurs, uh, and we got called out by one very good shot. But I was thinking, who's my man of the match, or who's playing? We'll get there. Steve. And Keep that to yourself yeah, right now. We'll you get know, there. I. But I thoroughly deserved, um, and to be honest, they didn't offer a lot, no. irrespective of the transfer fees. Okay, well, very good. All right, Emilio, over to you. Let's just talk about the first half, okay? Do a little first half analysis. Sounds like you got a lot of people around you. Try not to swear, okay? So... <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on the first half, and I just want to mention a couple of key moments. Obviously, Chelsea almost scored near the end of the half, but Andreas had a wonderful opportunity mm. set up from Paulinho. Mm. That was fantastic, and yep. it had to be a good save for Fulham win this match, my friend. So your thoughts on the first half, just give me your thoughts on what you saw at Stamford Bridge, and then I'll go to Steve. Yeah, the, it was, you know, again, Chelsea, very, like they were a cottage, very static, very slow, passive, sideways. The game was there for the taking. You know, Robinson had a good first 20, 30 minutes. He was getting forward. Tete, again, very, obviously, man of the match. We'll talk about that after. But he right. he looked very comfortable in defence. And, and Diop, some good passing out of defence. Ream, you know, polishing up at the back. So, end to end, very good team performance. I thought the team were organised very, very well. Pereira shot. I thought that was going in. It was literally in front of me. I thought that was going in, and but the keeper had to make a great save. But then I think it was Havertz at the other side of the pitch. You know, should have should have done better. Should have converted into an empty net. You know, the other boy, the ball went shooting over. The, you know, well over the uh, over the bar. So again, Chelsea will be. You know, these strikers, well, so-called hostile strikers, they they were guilty of missing chances, and that played in our own hands. To be honest with you, I thought we 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 rose above that. We defended well. There were some good movements, some good passing. We, you know, William in particular, when William had the ball, he looked very, very lively. He was, he was, a, he was our biggest offensive threat, to be honest with you. He looked, second half, he was great as well. But when we had the ball, we were good the first 25 minutes. But then it felt a bit like a Tottenham game again. The last 10 minutes, Chelsea grew into it. They had more possession, more chances, wasteful at times. We were guilty of giving the ball away cheaply. But, you know, like we have to ride your luck sometimes against these so-called big teams and you know we went into half time halfway job half done carry on on that second half and you know we'll, we'll get something out of this game but I became more confident when we went into half time thing we've, we've kept the clean sheet so far this game is there for the taking I actually felt you know on a bit with a bit of luck we could go in and win three points but I thought first half well organized looked good but the last 10 minutes Chelsea grew in a little bit more and more and more you know, I just felt hold on there was that moment at the end it felt like not another Tottenham that's what right, that exactly. Does my gut feel so? But 
look, we're, you have to ride your luck, like I've said. And, you know, look, we'll all take that nil-nil into half time. So, yeah, great first half performance. Okay, very good. All right. Nilio, I'm going to share this from our friend Chris Goodwin. He says, I hope the foam shadow behaves himself in enemy territory. So I thought you would <laughs> want to know that. In the ground, there's a few blasphemous shouts, you know, chanting. I don't often do that, but yeah, there's a lot of blasphemous chanting there as well. And then you know, I've got a few videos, not necessarily of me, you know, swearing here and there. But again, I, was, I think I was entitled to, to a bit of celebration tonight. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, overall, I was well behaved, enjoying the game, biting my fingernails and you know, coming out of that very, very delighted to come away with a point. Okay. Thanks, Steve, Chris. Over to you. So I want to get your analysis of the first half. You already talked a little bit about it. But it's funny because when I was watching halftime here in the U.S. with Danny Higginbotham and Robbie Musto, like I said, as Danny Higginbotham said after the match, he said, Fulham were magnificent. He said that at the end of the first half. Very interesting what Emilio said. It reminded him a little bit of the Tottenham match, except Chelsea didn't score the goal. And mm. it's funny because on USA Network, they basically were giving me the impression that they thought Fulham edged the first half. Do you think Fulham edged the first half? Uh, is this said to me, Russ? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I think we probably did. Uh, I think we all, between the three of us, the, you know, uh, the three amigos, as it, uh, as it were, um, we were worried about Mudrick. Uh, he's quick and he is good. You know, uh, no two ways about it. He's a good player. And we were worried about um, how Tete and certainly Diop would be able to handle him. Um, I think the fact that he was taken off summed it all up. Um, okay. I think on the whole... I, it's it's so I know Emilio's got a man of the match. Um, ten, it, realistically, I'd I'd say the team. Um, okay. There's been a lot of uh, negativity, let's say, about Diop. I thought Diop was wonderful in at the back, along with uh, obviously Reem. But we expect that from Reem. We don't always expect it from Diop. Right. I think William was superb. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, if we're discussing the first half, I think Just we probably edged half. it. Yeah, I think we edged it. And I, I'm sort of looking at me watch, and it will come out at 40 minutes, and I'm thinking, well, hey, hang on, we haven't really been tested yet. No. And I, I'm sort of sitting back, but with a sort of a, um, a nervousness, i.e. we've done 40, 40 minutes, um, can we keep this going, you know? But, uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think uh, Marco set, it, set up the team perfectly. Um, again, sir, I uh, well, how much you want to spend? I mean... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, it just goes to proof. Um, money is not, it's not, not it, it doesn't matter. It's how good you play in the exactly, team. Steve. Exactly. Yeah. Very good point. Good stuff. I'm going to bring Emilio back in here. So I'm going to share a couple comments and then we'll talk about the second half, guys. So Chris Goodwin had another comment, Emilio. He said, Fulham were the better team. Just shows that 
You do not need to spend 500 million pounds mm -hmm. on a team. Yeah. That's followed up by Martin Smith. This is what he said. Fulham were pure quality all over the park. Take a ball, Fulham, quality team. And yep. we are a quality club evening Russ. Okay. And this is from <laughs> my friend David Nicholson. Better, more cohesive team tonight. So happy to see Jamie Carragher losing his marbles at our level of organization tonight. Tete deserved man of the match on Sky, mm. at least. We're going to be talking about man of the match at the end of the show, guys. This is from Dean Monroe. Chelsea did stop us from getting repeat corners. That was really mm. the only difference. We get more corners, and then Mitro is more involved. That's his point. Demon Rose yeah, and I think on that first half, you know, when it's edging, I think it depends how you want to classify edge to half. I thought we were, we didn't look much troubled, but that's purely because maybe Chelsea were wasteful. So again, if you look at on on chances created and missed opportunities, and you measure performance on that, then Chelsea edged it because they should have they should have been scored at least one, if not more. But we again, we rode our luck. They were they were wasteful, and you know, in, at this level, you have to take your chances. You know, we always say that. So, but as a as a team, we looked, we had good shape, like Steve said. Marcus Silva set up the team very very well, well organised, well drilled team there. You know, good defensive cover. Diop, you know, I think again, I want to call him out because he does get a lot of criticism. Which, I, but he I, he for me, he's an automatic starting eleven player. You know, I like I like yeah. his run, yeah. and he looked very. You know, those two darting runs in that first half—that's one of my memories. Fantastic, of this game. by the way. Those yeah. runs, those two long, he those it. two. He runs. caught line. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times you're going right down to the other end, and one, you know, so yeah. a lot of people behind yeah. me were complaining that Diop, go back to your defence, and I think actually no, if he's got the balls, the energy, the legs to go and run that far, get yeah, it, great, 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 Diop. I, I like someone, who, I like a defender who likes who's positive, yeah. likes to carry the ball forward. And, and is, is determined to win that ball and get forward and try to offer offensive threat. I like that's what I like about Diop. So, okay. you know, kudos to him. That was two of my positive memories yeah. of that half, just those long darting legs running down that pitch. You know, we part, you know, great moments there. Excellent stuff. Guys, before we talk about the second half, Emilio, I want to go back to you because Steve brought up a good point. His basic take from this match started off by him talking about how well Marco set up the team. Mm -hmm. that we were organized, that we had a game plan, and he got mm -hmm. the tactics right. Is that basically what you watched? Definitely. And, uh, and it, you know, defensively, we, we, we know we're not, we're not conceding many goals. I think really, recently we haven't really created much threat, but defensively we're difficult to break down. Not many teams score goals against us. You know, Tottenham, good strike divided the two teams. Newcastle, on another day, we could have got a win then. It might have been a different story. So, look, when, when we're looking defensively very very strong now uh, despite Reem playing the most games in the Premier League and and yeah he, he was outstanding but yeah Marcus Silva had set up the team very very well we had a game plan and and it worked you know Graham Potter struggled to respond the problem is when you, you've, bought, you've got people on the bench 50, 60, 70 million what does Graham Potter do and what was very strange and I'm going to call this out is Ziyech was, was literally seconds away from leaving the club to play to go to PSG and he starts a game today. I'm, 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 I, I find Bizarre. that I find that very puzzling, right? I, I'm, not, yep. I'm not Graham Potter, and I don't care what he does with the club. But why play somebody from the start who was actually minutes or seconds away from actually leaving Southwest Six? Very, very strange. But anyway, that's to our advantage. He did. He didn't influence the game whatsoever for Chelsea. And again, if Graham Potter, you screwed up again. Again, third time. You still haven't beaten Fulham this season. <laughs> Okay, right back to you, Emilio. Let's talk about the second half. What's great about this is, again, 
we're going to talk about what happened throughout the second half, but Fulham came out with an intensity, and I think you already talked about William. William had a great shot to begin mm-hmm. the second half, mm-hmm. Emilio, and I thought that set the tone that yes. Fulham were there to win the match, Emilio. That yeah. opportunity early on. That set our store, didn't it, second half? I thought, and again, in Chelsea's defence, it was, it was very much end-to-end that second half. They both... You know, they came out with more intent and purpose, so did right. Fulham. But you're right, we set our, our stall very, very early on from the kickoff. One-dimensional William going forward. And that, that, that set the tone for that first 20 minutes of the half when William had a lot of possession. He made another good darting run, didn't he? Into, in, from out wide into the penalty area. And another day with a better pass or a better finish. That in, again, we could have been 1-0 up. So we had our moments. Sometimes our final ball maybe let us down at times. Mitrov, Mitrovic... Not his best game for Fulham, to be honest with you. He's probably the, our, our, probably the most negative point. I know we expect a lot of him, but right. he doesn't look right. He doesn't look right. And he, he didn't, he was, I thought he was quite poor tonight. He was, he was, he was probably the, the negative um, person in the team today. I just didn't think he, he contributed much. He looks sluggish. Lethargic. Yeah, lethargic. Did, lethargic, didn't chase balls. Poor guy's probably still carrying a knock. And it was clear that to be seen today. But overall... That second half, end to end, Chelsea brought on some of their multi-million-pound players. We kept we kept sticking to our game plan. We didn't train. That's a good thing, you know. We weren't phased by that. We continued to play our game our game of football. Nice passing, end to end. Players running their socks off, and, and Chelsea found it difficult to to find a way through. The, the Pereira one, I remember Pereira getting the yellow card, and when I saw it went to VAR, when I, my heart sank. I'll be honest with you. I thought Emilio, from a distance, that was close, by the way. I thought that yeah, was close. That was close. From a distance, I went, hmm, okay. And then soon the next minute, it's VAR. And I'm like, Jesus, that, that's a red card, then game over. But overall, you know. It would have been harsh. Would have been. I haven't seen the replay. I just, you yeah. know. But, um, but yeah, that, that, again, that showed the commitment. The players were out there. They were determined. They weren't just going to sit back and just let Chelsea come at them. You know, the players were, were trying to win every ball, putting a shift in. When we did, you know, when Teddy kept giving the Chelsea players a lot of trouble, we were passing the ball out of defence and, you know, neatly, tidily. We were, you know, nice, nice one-touch pass, flick passing. And, you know, again, the, the way these players have grown under Marco Silva, incredible. Truly incredible. Okay. All right, very good. All right. I'm going to go over to Steve because I want to focus a little bit on the defensive part of Fulham's game in the second half, Steve. And I've seen some comments from the Fulham supporters talking about how we soaked up the pressure, but we still were in control, Steve. But there were some moments there where we needed some extra magic defensively. I'm going to point to Kenny Tete. We'll talk about him. I'm sure he will be man of the match for many Fulham supporters. But I have to talk about Tim Ream because Tim Ream saved Fulham right off, pretty much almost off the line. It wasn't quite off the line, Steve. This is actually a mistake. This is a mistake by Burn Leno. He should not have gone for this. And Fulham were fortunate by Tim yeah. Ream. I mean, to be, to be honest with us, we are only uh, talking about it because, because basically it's so rare for Burn Leno to, to do something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he, he, exactly. He, he got it wrong. Ream backed up. But I think if you look at Robinson uh, and you look at certainly where I thought, and I think most of us thought the major threat would come was going to be on the right, Diop and 
Um, I think I thought Diop. Everyone has a go at him. Um, he, he does have bad games, but when he got Tete with you, I mean, I thought Kenny Tete had an absolute. I think he made fantastic the so-called millionaires of football. He made him look nothing, um, and I, I thought that was really good. But I think another thing is you had um, Andreas. And you had Polinia both yep. on, I think, on Yellers. Yeah. So that took a lot of control um, regarding controlling the midfield and trying to keep it tight and not just putting that one silly tackle in. Uh, so I think a little bit of credit goes to them because you are under pressure if you're both on Yellers. Um, but I... I never felt we were I, – I thought we were going to consider goal, it would be a mistake. Okay. Not out – not during play. I thought it, it would be a mistake by our defence. But, um, I, you know, I think we've done well. Okay. Very good. All right. Let me go back to Emilio. Emilio? I'm going to share this comment, and I think this mm. basically says it all because we've seen Fulham give up points late in matches. Mm. Dave Cronin's comment here is, at least we didn't concede in the last minute, which we did not, <laughs> right? Sorry. I know we're laughing about it, but we've yeah. seen it happen too many times. I've also seen several comments. Stefan saying this, I thought Mitrovic was average. Yeah. I've seen some comments that... I hope Mitro hasn't got a move in mind. I don't think that's no, the case. no, no. Don't don't Sean believe that. Kennedy, no. You know, again, uh, Chris Goodwin, our friend Chris, says, do you think Mitro needs a break for a game or two? So, bunch of different things talking about Mitro, but overall, Emilio, when when we look at the second half, and then we'll finish up this full time show with man of the match in just a second. Just talk about what you watched defensively from Fulham in the second half. Because I think that's really the story of the second half. Yeah, definitely. I think, like I said, you made the point about Tim Ream sort of saving Fulham. You know, then then messed up, and you know Tim Ream was you know clearing off the line. Great, you know, great clearance there. But you know, Tete was all over the place. You know, winning balls. He was it was he was dangerous coming forward, especially in the first half. He you know got forward a lot of times. If the final delivery was a little bit better, you never know. We might have got more more out of that in the first half. But overall, Tete covered every blade of grass in that pitch defensively offensively in the penalty everywhere you can talk about this guy is grown with confidence you know, he's got the threat of Suarez being signed on mega mega bucks you know for the end of the season he's saying Marco Silva look I'm number one I'm the number one exactly. right back here so he's put a statement out there to uh to his manager saying I'm, I'm going nowhere you know you if I say fit I'm gonna be playing week in week out and he, he rose above the occasion but he's been like that all season you know he's an outstanding player We've always said he was always, you know, between him and I remember we were having the conversation about him and uh, um, the other guy from Mbappu, you know, who would he play? Clearly, it's always, it's always Tete you choose. And yeah. Tete, whenever we, when he didn't play those games in, in the autumn, we looked more vulnerable in defence. But overall, defensively, looked very solid. Robinson had a quieter second half. I think he was, he was kept back. He was pushed back by Chelsea. So Chelsea, you know, Played a lot more forward, and I think Robinson struggled to to, uh, to play to play on the break like he did in the first half. So, tactically, you know, Marcus Silva set the team well. But the only my only concern was the, the substitutes that we put on. 
you could argue slightly late when Wilson and Salomon came on, but they offered little defensive protection. Wilson kept, you know, wasn't challenging for any balls, kept giving the ball away loosely. That put more pressure on the defence. So that that was a concern for me. I thought you put fresh legs on, you need to cut, you need to protect the team and go and defend. And neither of them did very much defensively. And if anything, there were more Wilson in particular was a hindrance defensively and offered very little going forward. And I know you guys had that show last week about right. Wilson and what's he's gone off the rails completely. But he he offered zero when he came on as well. Unfortunately, uh, not well, really getting stuck in. And, and playing his part for the club today. Well, let me ask you this, and then we'll finish up by talking about man of the match, because you talked about bringing on these players, and it was more for me of going for it with the two wingers. He mm. brings in Wilson and brings in Solomon. What did you make of Solomon's uh, appearance here? Obviously not on for much. You said he didn't offer much defensively. Mm. What did he offer going forward that you saw, Emilio? There was a nice, you know, you know, in the way he turned one of the Chelsea midfielders. There was that moment on on the halfway line. Yeah. He, you know, was a bit of he great skill him. there. He doubled him, didn't he? And then yeah. there was a moment yeah. when he ran. He, he took took one of the Chelsea defenders on and got into the box, but final ball let him down. But to be honest, you know, <laughs> this might sound controversial, but I wanted Dan James on for twenty minutes. Interesting. Oh. I wanted. I want that. Pa- Look, Wilson did nothing for me. I think put pace behind that. Steve is by the way. Look. <laughs> It's about pace, you know. That Chelsea defence is very slow. We know that. Yeah. Why didn't we put someone like Dan James stretching that defence, getting behind the defence, getting a penalty? Anything can happen, you know. It just takes a moment. You know, Wilson offered zero, literally zero. I, would have, I, I was saying, I thought Dan James was coming on because right in front of me, the players were warming up, and and Fulham one of Fulham's, uh, you know, bench. I could see them saying, "Come on, come on." He waved on to Dan James. Three minutes. Come, come back to the to the dugout. And I thought James was going to come on and said he put Wilson. But if you put James on, that, that, would, have thre- that would have hurt Chelsea defensively. I think we would have had more chance to get something out of the game. Get, you know, winning more corners, chasing the ball down. Uh, with James, I know he's only one dimensional, but that was the right time to put him on with those 15, 20 minutes left, not Wilson. So, but, you know, that's a controversial statement. I know Dan James is not Willem's fan's biggest uh, favourite player, but He's got a strength. Use him, use him appropriately against a team that's very slow defensively. Interesting take yeah. there. I'm going to go to you, Steve. The form far. Do you agree with Emilio? Because I know um, how you feel about yeah. Dan James. I think he makes a valid point here. I, you see, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm no lover. Oh, I don't care for either one of them, to be perfectly honest. I don't think. Uh, we've had him for uh, a while now, and I don't think either one of them offers anything. Um, if you look at our team that we put out and you look at the substitutes, yep. we have not got a great deal. We are relying on a lot of players uh, to do the business. You look at the subs today, um you know, uh, okay, we can go down the striker routes and anything else to do with it, but um, we are still very, very short if we really want to compete. I think we're going to do well this season. I think we will probably end up top 10. I think possibly even better. Um, but we are just we're, we're short of a couple of players that might just push us up there. Um, as a team, we're doing well. I, I think Silver's got a, a, a unity 
within the main players in the team. Um, you look at William. I mean, come on. Um, he was excellent tonight again. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, the likes of uh, Pladina um, and probably Andreas, yeah. both on yellow cards, they kept their call. Cool. They did. If we had, had one bad tackle and a player sent off in, let's say, the 50th, 50th, you know, 60th minute, we would have been up against it. But it's that calmness uh, that I think what is it, it's just Fulham. It's what he's. I'm not great love at Silver at times, but I think he's got a team that's working um, for him. Um, my thoughts on Suarez, as you all know, yep. uh, is not great. But uh, I think, hey, beginning of the season, would you have said, turn around and say to me, we're going to take four points off the, uh, the landlords up the end, you know, <laughs> up the road? No. You have said not a chance, and I'll tell you what: if I'd if I've got a Fulham shirt and I was walking past Fulham Broadway tonight, I'd have my bloody chest out, finger up, and say, "See ya, bum." End of us. Okay, excellent stuff there, Steve. All right, coming up next to end the show, we're going to talk about man of the match. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, Steve, to end the show, we're going to talk about man of the match. Hopefully, uh, Emilio will be able to rejoin us. He had to drop off, but hopefully he'll be back on. To give us his thoughts on Man of the Match, I'm just going to share a couple comments before we end the show and go to Man of the Match. This is what Wayne Walden had to say. Diop played well tonight. Sean Kennedy says, when it comes to Tim Ream, my supply of superlatives has been exhausted. This is from Dean Monroe. We didn't park the bus to hold on to a point. We pushed right to the end. That's a very good point from Dean Monroe. Val, our friend Val says, Tete and Reem Diop all had top game, man of the match, whole team, all played their part. Very interesting. Dave Cronin says, has to be Tete, although Reem was solid. We have so many comments, guys. Let's see. Let's see what else we've got. So I'm going to bring Emilio back on. Emilio? Yeah. I'm- go to you. So who was your man of the match? Um, I think Tete by country mile, to be honest with you. I think it was, like I mentioned at the beginning, great team performance. Some very good, you know, individual performances. But the key thing, we played like a unit. You could argue the whole team deserves man of the match. But 
clearly yeah. Tete was outstanding tonight. You know, didn't put a foot wrong. I don't actually remember any errors that he made throughout the game. Won free kicks, battled, fought, made it difficult for Chelsea, frustrated Chelsea, and was getting a hell of a lot of support from our fans. I've never seen the Fulham fans chant for Tete as much as I've heard, I've heard them chant tonight. And you know, for me, it's, man, it's Tete, but the team deserves kudos and deserve probably, you know, the whole man of the match as well, just for their contributions, hard work, the shift they put in. Even Bobby Reid, for example, I know we've not mentioned him tonight, but, yep. you know, he put a shift in, right? He does Absolutely. what Bobby Reid does best. He, he worked his socks off. You know, he's not, we know he's not technically the best player in the world, but he does what he does well. And he, he put in a shift, worked hard, got free kicks, got corners. What more do you want from these players? So, you know, you could argue the whole team deserves man of the match, but individually, Tete by a country mile. Okay, I'm going to share some comments before I go to you, Steve. This is from Sean Kennedy. You could have bought four Riverside stands with the money Chelsea recently spent on players. I love that. This is, this is from Black, White, and Fred. King Kenny, Tete, man of the match. This is from Chris. Tete, easily man of the match. Can't remember seeing a better performance by a full and fullback. Great stuff. Yep. This is from Monty Mass. Kenny, all the way, man of the match. We're getting all Kenny Tete, man of the match. Chris Goodwin, also my man of the match, is the same as Gary Neville's. Kenny Tete. Okay. <laughs> Over to you, Fulham Fart. That would be Steve Reynolds. Who's your man of the match? Oh, I'm, I'm very... It's the obvious. I mean, everybody talks about Remy. Uh, yeah, but that's... He's a, he's a consistent player. Um, I think the fact that Isa has come in in place of Tosin. I think he's gone under the radar. Yep. And I think um, that, yes, Tete was superb, but on that side, on that right-hand side, it takes Siritango. Yep. Um, and I think that I would give it a up because I think he... I think the I think the lad deserves it. Okay. I, I think he's under weight times. But an all round performance, um, to an extent that I think everybody, uh Jedi, Reem, yep. you know, I think it was a good all round performance, but no, I'm I'm gonna go out there. You know my thoughts on Dio. We've had arguments. God knows how many times. No, we haven't had arguments. We have arguments, but I'm going to go for deal. Okay, Wayne Walden. I'm going to be the only bugger. I'm going to be the only bugger. He goes for it. Wayne Walden says 100% deal. Emilio, before we wrap up this show, and it sounds like uh, you are surrounded in enemy territory, Emilio. So, (laughs) thoughts on deal before we wrap this up? No, very, very good performance. You know, those offensive runs I mentioned earlier, he was, he was great. But he, he's winning a lot of headers and directing the headers. You know, there's some, you know, sometimes defensively, you just you head the ball and you head it out or you head it wide. But he had purpose. He was winning those, those headers, directing the ball appropriately. And just was always, I could always actually see the way him and Tim Ream were working together and hand-signaling each other and eye contact. All those, all those, all those softer put words I keep yep. observing during the games. You know, there was there's a good rapport there between Reem and Diop, and that will continue, hopefully continue to strengthen. So he overall, 
he, 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 he had a very, very good performance. But, you know, I still feel that Tenny Tete contributed more in terms of just winning those battles, you know, making it difficult for Chelsea. The, nothing nothing went by uh, Tete all night. And it, the only negative I'll say of Tete is if it's maybe his distribution in the first half, that was a little touch better. Who knows? We might have got some of might have gone on the end of some of those crosses, but the, you know, that that was the only sort of weakness tonight. He could maybe had. If I want to be critical, could have maybe you know had more pinpoint crosses, which we know he's renowned for doing. But overall, you know, the team were fantastic, and uh, you know it's uh, very proud of this team. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, guys, fantastic show, Steve. I am so appreciative of you doing the show with me and Emilio tonight. No worries, man. No worries. Okay. Well, listen, it's time to wrap up this show for Emilio Donnell, the Fulham Shadow, in full shadow mode, and Steve Reynolds, the Fulham Fart. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.